Hello and welcome to another episode of the UK Airshow Review Podcast, the podcast we started when we had no airshows to review. My name is Sam and joining me tonight are... Dom. In again. <laughs> Take two and we still got it wrong. There's only three of us here as well. Sign of the... <laughs> Um, it's been a, been a while since we last did an episode, although I, I don't think that's really any different to how it was when we were doing them regularly, anyway. Um, yeah, we, we, we've had a we've had a, a bit of a, a slow off season. We've we've not really kept up with the podcast, but but we're back and we're going to be chatting about a few pieces of airshow news and looking ahead to the to the year, the twenty twenty three season. Um, and then I'm going to be maybe probably having a, a little chat or little little review of uh, the film Devotion. Uh, which came out recently, um, and is I think free on Amazon Prime, um, but we'll get we'll get to that later. Um, how have your winters been? Cold, Dom. <laughs> yeah, cold. It's been freezing, hasn't it? Yeah, the last couple of weeks especially. But really quiet. I've done nothing. Christmas shopping. Mm. That's it. Nothing at all. Hibernating. There you go. Mm. I've been cool. <laughs> I've been really busy with work, and I'll tell you one thing I've noticed is, um, I think when I had my old job, and I, I honestly did do a lot of work in my old job, um, I would tend to do things like you know, first thing in the morning, go on Facebook and turn on notifications for like low-level groups and stuff, and see what's oh yeah, you know, what's been happening in Wales and the lakes and stuff like that and like some of the groups for like Litchfield Corridor and that sort of stuff which is yeah I know it's sad but it's nice to see what's what's going about and whatever and I've just been so busy even though like my job is like based with social media I don't have time to look on Facebook and stuff as much as I used to mm. and I might have like a, a 10 minute 20 minute scroll in the evening or something going through but I, yeah, I've missed out well, so much stuff. We don't need stuff. to know. We spit too much information, Harry. Moving swiftly on. Um, prime example today. Um, you know, I've not been on Facebook at all. And I live right in the Litchfield Corridor um, on the um, western end of it anyway. Uh, apparently, there were two French Air Force Mirages that went no level in Wales today. And Ooh. normally, like, I would have been... D-models. Like, yeah, uh, I would have been on this. And like. Where the hell's this come from? So that's a shocker. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it's just a sign of uh, the sign of getting old. And <laughs> you know, I don't know if you can blame missing. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's missing air, aviation news as being old. I, I in the sense of like, I, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, I would have been like all over Facebook and like checking it mm. so much. But now, yeah, just. I suppose all the priorities. I, I could stop in the middle of the day and, and have a look through, but I just find that I don't anymore. So, yeah, it, it's a nice surprise to see these things. But, uh, mm. yeah. It, and I've got a bit more flexibility to, to go to things like the Loop and like Lake and Eath and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, yeah finding that I'm actually not doing it, which is something I thought I might do. But perhaps I'll, I'll make it a resolution for this year. Yeah, but it's the appeal there anymore with the loop. The loops, it's well, particularly. I'm not, I'm not that fussed with the loop. I mean, I, I would only have gone this winter because there is. You, you could probably bank on getting some eagles or something. Mm. Uh, and I'd only go for the backdrop because I, I went once when it was snowing, sort of mid 
February sometime, probably about five or so years ago. And oh my God, it was freezing. Absolutely froze my wattits off and I got blinking snow skiing gear on and everything. Uh, and we did get some eagles uh, that were high and went the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> but I think I was on bulk exit then and it was a horrible journey in, in fog. Uh, didn't start off too badly, but when I got there, everything was clagged in. Uh, but it was flyable. Uh, it lifted. Yeah. We had uh, a couple of Hercules, Herculi, Hercules through, which really good. Nice bit of uh, vapor on the top of the wings. Uh, and yeah, it, the, the backdrop just makes it. And when it's when it's nice and sunny, it is good. But I really want to go into the lakes sometime as well. Mm. Uh, I've, I've got more interest in going up there, and I do tend to look more at what's you know, what's going on, what's been through, rather than mm. Natalie and stuff. So. Yeah, I, I suppose it's just having that motivation and actually getting off your ass and thinking, I'm going to do these things and actually actually doing it. Yeah. I need to trade off, isn't it, with winter? Because, you know, I don't like being cold. I, don't, I could think of nothing worse than standing on a you know, massive hill. But then when you're at, if you go to an airbase, for example, you can sit in your car, but then you sit in your car, you get bored. But then the, the, the other side to that is... You know, the photographic opportunities, especially with the winter light, will be incredible. So well, which so, off, which so you want more of? Case in point was was Dan Ledwood and I went uh, to Milton, as I was telling you guys before we started recording, when we went to Milton Hall on Saturday. So obviously it's Saturday, so not much is going to happen anyway. So it was a bit of, it was a gamble. Um, and it was freezing cold. I mean, it was bitterly freezing cold. And thankfully, there wasn't really much going on because it meant we could go and sit in the car rather than having to go and sit on the mound for hours and hours and hours, just absolutely freezing cold. But um, the, the the only aircraft that we actually saw come in properly were a pair of KC-46s, which, you know, wouldn't wouldn't open my eyes for, let alone get out of bed. But <laughs> um, the light on them was was stunning. And they, they are better photos of a KC-46 than I probably would ever care to get anywhere else. Um. So it was it was worth it on on that front, but it was yeah it I I think a few years ago we did the same. We went to Mildenhall on a weekday, and I remember again similarly. It was just it's freezing cold, like it's just it it sucks sitting around and it's freezing cold and there's nothing to do. That's ah, part of the hobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it could, is. Be, could be at an airshow in July and freezing cold. To be honest. It's a- <laughs> It's a very masochistic hobby. Yeah. Did you get it up to anything aviation, Dom? I've done nothing, I think. No, other than standing in my back garden looking at some M26s coming in and out of Birmingham. <laughs> nothing. One of them went over me last night, actually, and very, very loud droney as it was going over central London. I think there's a pair of them that come in and out, they, but they come in at really weird times. There's one mm. that goes out at you know, near enough 11 o'clock, and then there's another one that mm. goes out at half six seven o'clock in the morning but i think they've replaced the m12s that used to come in quite regularly so i haven't seen one of them for a couple of weeks and months which oh, is really? the worst thing is that, you know you guys know how close i live to birmingham and the m12s have been quite regulars for the last couple of years and i've not got one photo of them really not one well, I suppose if they're only going in and out in the middle of the night. Well, the 12s used to be just random. That you you get one at oh, really? one or two o'clock in the afternoon, but the N26s are really rare. Mm. But it's just it's one of the annoying things that 
whenever they come in, I was either at work or it was pissing down with rain and zero visibility. I just never got the chance to get one. And now they've stopped for the time being. Funnily enough, when um, we were over at Mildenhall, we were following uh, an Aussie KC-30, Australian Air Force, um, <laughs> coming up through Europe on ATSB exchange, God rest its soul. And um, it was we, we were really debating where on earth it was going to be going into. And it ended up that it was going supposed to be going to Bryce. But it was, it was weird because the weather where we were was like, I mean, it was gin clear. It was stunning. But at Bryce, it was so foggy that they literally, they couldn't land somehow. They couldn't land an A330, a Voyager at Bryce when it was foggy. And then it tried to divert into Birmingham. And that was, even that was too foggy and ended up going to East Midlands, you know. Well, the worst thing was, Birmingham actually was perfect. Because I was, I was watching it as well. We were talking about it in our WhatsApp group. I was like, oh, it's coming to Birmingham, it's coming to Birmingham. I was like, oh, is he going to East Midlands? Then it started turning towards Birmingham. I was like, right, I'm going to get in the car. Ten minutes down the road, I'll be at the end of the runway. <laughs> and it went to East Midlands. I was like, damn. Oh, but it, it, I, I it, thought it, it was I thought it, perfect weather here. I thought it had tried to go to um, Birmingham. My my bad. But then it's really weird because, you know, Bryce Norton, I mean, drive is an hour and a half away. So flying, it's nothing. So to get two weather extremes that not that far apart. I don't. I'm. I'm. It's very. But it was like freezing fog. Apparently, I don't understand how it was. It was that bad. Well, you two got uh, had to divert to one of the American bases, Milton Hall, Lake and Heath, yesterday, the day before, because of the fog as well. That's weird. Um, Should we do some air show? Because we've already had some air show updates. Um, I think at the moment. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's we've had Cosford and Abingdon, unless you guys know of any others. Let's have other than overseas. Let's have a look. Other than overseas, well, the the, the big one yesterday was the Patouille Suisse um, put their calendar out, their international calendar, and it had um, Cosford, Cosford Air Show on the on the list, which is quite a good catch and certainly a very good start for them. I think it, it might wasn't. be their debut at Cosford. I'm not 100% sure, but possibly. And it's their only UK appearance as well. Mm. Yeah, it you know, started off strong. Um, as, as much as we you know, had a moment last year for their, their communications failures. Yeah, good so far. Uh, mm. And I, I think the ticket sales are relatively strong from what I hear. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to seeing them. I, I don't know where they'll be based from. Because were they, were they at Waddington? Uh, something last year, back in the last year. Doxford. Yeah, is that, that Doxford. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously stuff is normally based at uh, Shawbury for Cosford. Mind you, saying that the F sixteen came from Bryce, didn't it? Last year. Yeah, someone on so, on one of our Facebook pages said that they'd be a Bryce, but I don't know how they know that much information. Yeah. Well, it was his brother's mates. Girlfriend's dog that told him. So. Oh yeah, it's the subject matter expert. Yeah. So uh, yeah, basically, you can just ignore the last thirty seconds because they could be operated from Shawbury, Bryce, Waddington, Lucas, Tate Nil, Syerston, or <laughs> Little Rissington, to be honest. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them. I just hope that uh, you know there won't be any sort of daftness with display lines and and stuff, as we had a few years ago. Uh, I, I think all that stuff. You know they've got over those hurdles. 
there were some gripes about the Red Arrows last year, but I think that was more to do with their so lack of aircraft and the display not being oh, as dynamic with seven than, than it was with the uh, with nine. But do you know it's interesting how much that Red Arrow stuff changing, going off on a tangent slightly, has has entered the the public awareness. I mean, I went out, yeah. I had a dinner with my dad last night. And he was saying so. He said something like, "Are we allowed to talk about the red arrows anymore?" Um, and it and it was the behaviour. It wasn't yeah yeah the display stuff. It was the behaviour and the scandal side of stuff. So they've. I can imagine there must be some, you know, f- furious people at the top of the RAF at the moment with the damage they've done to the reputation um, of of both yeah. the red arrows and the and the and the service. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, it just goes to show the, the power of the media. Everybody loves the red arrows, but you get that just negative twist on something, mm. and yeah, it, it takes a long time to build that that reputation back up again. So, I mean, I mean, what are they going to do? Uh, if it seems like it was so sort of ingrained in the in the the culture of the team, you know, are they just mm. going to build it from the ground up or what? They haven't. I, I, I'm sure they don't think they've announced any changes to the pilot. Uh, line up other than you know the normal changes but no. and red does red 10 changes red 10's changed um i mean I, I i haven't i'll be perfectly honest i haven't really been following it too closely because it's not really of that much interest to me in terms of the scandals and all that sort of stuff and plus most of it's been in the tabloids which i t- touch with a temper barge pole but um it it it's not good <laughs> at no. all for the team. I suppose there Awful. must be an element of just keep quiet, you know, keep your heads down, and next year or this year, we'll let our fly and do the talking. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there was something that I've read the other day, and I don't know how recent the news was on it, but there was somebody that was moaning about uh, the airspace that they're going to be using, and this was nothing, obviously nothing related to the scandals and things but it's just an example of just another sort of negative thing that's just clung to the red arrows and it was somebody moaning about whether it was the noise in the airspace they'll be using around i think it is rf siason actually is it now uh but also people worried about litter and stuff and people actually like going to the toilet by the side of the road by the by this airbase and, and things like that and they're worried about what People are gonna, you know, hordes of hordes of traffic. What people are gonna do, you know, they're they gonna start parking stupidly. They're gonna cause collisions because of the way they're parking and that sort of stuff. And just like the the sort of the spot entourage that the red arrows bring. And normally, you you probably wouldn't give that a second thought if they were still at Scampton and stuff. You're still gonna get mm. those people that are uh, spotting from the fields and you know, but there should be or shouldn't be that's another conversation. But because they've moved and it's a it's a story the press can. To, can spin into something yeah, negative. Sure. Yeah, again, like I say, it's, it's just that that reputation they've got that they've now got to shake off. And mm. sort of closely linked to the Reds, the wave at Waddington's closed. Now they closed it in or last week. So oh. the increase in spotters at Waddington, where are they going to go? Because apparently the car park's closed as well, so you can't get. Why? The car park. What's what's caused it to close? I think from reading at the Facebook post, the cabin that they used for their cafe setup had been condemned, and oh either they couldn't afford to buy a new one or the RAF 
I don't know if it's provided by the RAF for them to use, or basically they couldn't get a new one in, or that they, they won't get a new one in. So they've shot. You basically chip it in, couldn't you? Yeah. Does them a benefit? Of course. Even if they charge, you know, a quid just to put your car in there. Especially yeah. with Cobra Warra coming up. Apparently that's coming up again in March. So there's going to be loads of people there. Yeah. It'll pay for itself, but it's just. And then Shame. Really added I it. mean, that's a extra people there and the added, added activity with the Reds being in and out of there yeah it is a big shame mm. somebody must must snap it up I guess I'm sure somebody will I hope something. I mean you, you you would hope there would be a, a, a replacement for it because it's just it, it benefits everyone having those those particular designated areas those designated br- no, sorry I was going to be very, <laughs> not even an in joke it's just an in joke for me um I was told, we're, we're shouted at by the Mildenhall security guy, this is not the designated bird-watching area. Um, and that sort of lives in my head rent-free now. Um, looking at... Uh, so Cosford, that's, so the, the Patrick Speece is obviously sort of the big big ticket item there. Um, and they, they'd already announced um, Sally B and the Catalina flying, as well as uh, Bob Davies' Yak-3. Um, but Abingdon have already got quite a lot lined up now. Which is, uh, well, I suppose that they're they're about a month earlier, but they've they've got a quite a long lineup at the moment. Um, and actually, recent announcements was the Gazelle Squadron, and in fact, quite a, an enormous wealth of classic helicopters. So actually, there's your classic helicopter show, Tom. Um, <laughs> Scouts and Gazelles, two Alouette twos, and of course the, um, in fact, three Scouts and the. Um, uh, historic helicopters links Mark Seven, which I've still not seen. I think is is easily one of the coolest things on the circuit at the moment. But although that's only down for static, sadly, it mo- that might be the one. The other one, not historic helicopters. I'm not hundred percent sure. Oh yes, because they've got be. it as links project. XZ one seven nine project shows what I know, doesn't it? Number nerds will know. <laughs> Projectlinks.co.uk. All right, okay. I'm guessing it's probably not going to be flying in then. Oh, I think that one does fly. That's the second one that flies. Oh, really? Yeah. That because that was restored at North Weald. Really and that one actually. Oh be. yes, 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 yes. I don't know if really that's going to be their debut as well. Which would be cool. Very very cool. Um, and then you've also got similar Yak-3 and Catalina and uh, Mustang Pit Special. Yeah, it's looking like a good good lineup. Bronco. Bronco's a good catch. Our, our friend mm. the Bronco. Yep. Friend I can't remember the last time I saw Bronco, actually, funnily enough. I was thinking about this after the podcast we did with Tony. Mm. Uh, and I think that's time I saw... Bronco display was sometime at Waddington. Uh, I don't know. Was that must be like 2014, 13, something like that. I don't know. Was uh, he not at Cosford when they did the Vietnam anniversary? Uh, I didn't go. I didn't go in that year. Uh, I think I was freeloading. Um, had something on. Um, but yeah, I haven't actually seen the display, other than. Uh, 
actually for the podcast I was trying to get a sound bite to go at the beginning of it and I ended up watching Bronco Displays Month actually trying to get a sound bite to be honest so <laughs> yeah I, I, that'd be something that's uh, yeah, I want to keep an eye out for this year mm. that's a really good display I think last time I saw it was at Midlands Air Festival last year was it Shuttleworth one of the years I can't remember when it was but I think that was the last time I saw it other than that I'm not sure when it would have been, when I would have last seen it. Um, would have been pre-pandemic anyway. Yeah, hopefully see it again. I mean, although having said that, once again, I'm I'm I mean I talk talk about looking forward or looking ahead to the season. I mean the 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 three really the three events I've got my eyes on this year, two of which are overseas. One one's Riyadh and the other is the other two are. Um, the Italian centenary at Pratica di Mare and the Polish centenary at Radom um, and actually haven't really been thinking much else other than that possibility work's going to send me to Cadex but we'll see um, having said that I will be gutted because for aviation who's I was down to potentially do it as a tour with them um, cancelled their tour to it saying that they didn't think there was going to be much going on so it would be just my luck to <laughs> very typical for me I always go seem to go to things too late well it's better than not and, going and at all stuff. Mm. well of course there is yeah, that especially yeah. if, if work are paying for it then yeah 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 yeah. apart yeah. from that time you went to Russia yeah no that was <laughs> <laughs> Press, presciently early. It's <laughs> a very good point. Um, but yeah, but I, I I don't know whether there will be much going on at Cadex this year or not. But um, otherwise, yeah, I, I'm I'm not. Those, those are sort of marquee events. I don't know about you guys, what your years are looking like with with air shows. I'm guessing reacts on the calendar for both of you. <laughs> I haven't yeah. actually got my annual leave confirmed for Riyadh, but I've paid for my ticket and my camping. <laughs> Well, you can always you can always quit. It's a very good shout. <laughs> you know, I've been doing. I've, I've I've had that thought. Well, not quit, but look for other jobs. See, I've been doing React free app now for what two thousand. Well, I've been doing React since t- two thousand seven. Free app since twenty fourteen. So if work asks me to choose between, you know, what's a big part of life and an absolutely, employer, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I. I and if you've been doing it every year for the past however many years, like it's pretty clear that you're going to do it. So yeah. it would be nonsense on their part. Anyway, let's not say what your work are and aren't <laughs> going to do. <laughs> Get so egg I, on our faces, but no one knows who I work for anyway. Well, from the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, I might, I might try and get out overseas. Depends what. Cosy lives and all that. See how see how the funds go, but I'll do mm. a couple of the local shows. I want to get to Old Warden again this year, so we'll see what happens. I haven't looked at Old Warden. I I, 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 I mean, I'll probably end up going up to Old Warden at some point as well. It's, it's quite hard to keep away. Even you know, there'll, there'll always be something of interest. I think at some point. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Whether I went last year and uh, did fly navy last year, which was. It was good. The weather didn't help, uh, but I wanted to make sure that I did do a shuttleworth show because mm. they are—they're just nice. I, I, I like them. 
it's, it's just that nice relaxed atmosphere there and it doesn't matter that you see the same aircraft uh, it, not necessarily the same show but you know you, you see the same sort of things that Fly Navy and, and the other shows they do throughout the season but it, it is just nice to see them and actually just sedately put to the paces well that's that's what it is it's always the atmosphere that draws you back there isn't it particularly when the weather's nice when the weather's good it's it's sublime like there isn't anywhere better and the flying is just you know heavenly and particularly when particularly when you do then get something the odd rarity like thinking back to when the the fighter collection naval fighters yeah the trio yeah. it was just such a good display i'd love to see that there again yeah yeah but we'll see i think it potentially has it has the potential again to be a good season because there's so much going on um like big events wise the interesting thing about the italian show so i mean we've talked about it a lot and it's been on our forums a lot but for those that don't know supposedly it's going to be almost an entirely italian affair an italian job i almost said um with 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 the claim that there's not going to be much international participation at all which Um, is quite interesting i find which is interesting so what and i've seen a lot of very, very unqualified, very um, sort of absolutely taken as gospel that it is going to be an, a complete spectacular because the Italians do, you know, put, always put on a spectacle. Da, da, da. And it has the potential to be a spectacle. I think, let's be cautious and acknowledge, I think there is as much scope for it to be potentially bang average. We'll see. The interesting thing that's going to be about it, obviously, that the, the the headline that everyone's waiting for is the Gina that they're restoring to flight. Um, obviously, that that's going to be fantastic. And, I, you know, I've never seen it. I was never around for Gina's. Um, obviously, everyone, anyone who was wants to see one anyway. Whether or not you want to see it in the Frecci di, uh colours or not, I wish they had painted it personally in a, a an operational camo scheme. But um, just to see the type in the air will be fantastic. There's also, I mean, there's there's quite a few other um, classic jet trainers. They've got Airworthy over there and a number of uh, piston projects. So actually, there's a good Instagram follow. Um, I'll see if I can remember it, but there's a there's a, an outfit there that have got a couple of Caproni 100 biplanes flying, um, one on floats and one on wheels. So I would assume that they will be there as well. Um, CA 100, CA dot 100 underscore heritage is a couple of uh caproni 100s and they look fantastic they just look fantastic fantastic aircraft and there's quite a few other historical types knocking around in italy so i think there's it, it has the potential to be good and also we've seen already that the air force have painted a couple of sf260s in heritage schemes or in heritage schemes, in special schemes uh, for the centenary. So if we're working to the assumption that maybe they will be doing that across the fleet, um, and, and yeah, it, if you haven't seen the pictures, I mean, it's a million times better than RAF 100 red sticker on the tail. <laughs> so if they're doing that across the fleet, if there's going to be special schemes everywhere, um, it all depends on what they do, really, whether it's going to be mass fly pass and everything in the air and everything on show, or if it's going to be the RSV, the Frecci Tricolori, and, you know, they also put everything on static. You know, an example of every type on static 
perhaps, which would be less in still be cool, but it would be less interesting. But if they manage to get everything in the air, then and doing you know mixed fly pass and stuff like that, we'll see. We'll see what they can fit into a into a three day weekend, um, three day show. So it's it's they've got big plans for it, but I think it's uh, I think let's let let's let's be cautious and not be too overly optimistic and and see what happens personally. Yeah, I, I I'm just surprised there isn't that they've kept it strictly to uh, the Air Force and nothing else really. Uh, yeah, just just see how it goes. There's a lot of scope, you know, other countries uh, that have had centenaries and things. There's, there's lots of scope. Uh, well, you know, not necessarily centenary, whatever anniversary it is. Uh, you know, lots of scope to get lots and lots of international participation and things and mm. yeah I, I get it it isn't an air show but you still you, if you go in all bells and whistles and especially over three days as well it, yeah <laughs> what, what's well I, of... I, I thought as well I mean it's it's obviously it's the air force and it's not just Italian aviation stuff but I would have wondered would you have had say examples of Italian aircraft that are in service with other countries so you know polish israeli um m346s you've got you know uh three three not you have our first from the uae um and there's there's plenty not i can think of any other examples but there's plenty of other stuff (laughs) you know around um and also of course you you would hope that the army and the navy will turn up as well and this would probably be your last chance to see Span, um, last chance to see Italian Harriers. Um, never seen Gustas. one. Not that it's going to be the last chance, but never they're very rare. Italian, uh, Say that again? Never seen a, an Italian Harrier. Um, I mean, I've only seen... Well, I've, I've seen a few up close. I've only ever seen one moving at one, once at, a, at an airbase, and I didn't even really get... I didn't get any pictures of them in the air, so... But if they put on a display, I mean, that would be sick. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what comes of it. Hopefully. I mean, there's no, it's not even any, you know, it's it's January now. There's no, as far as I know, the Gina hasn't flown yet. So there's only six months to go. And that's a long, not that long a time to have a, have a jet, you know, have its first flight, work out any kinks and work up a routine and all that sort of stuff. So... I mean, there's rumours as well. Are they going to get the Norwegian Starfighter down and, and stuff like that? I mean, yeah, we'll see. People, are, I think, are, are putting that up at the moment to the event of the year, but we'll, we'll see. Like I said, I think Radom has the potential to to be a good one as well. We'll see what happens. I'd like to get out mm. to at least one of them. Yeah, I mean, subject to passport clearance. It would be very funny if they just didn't let you out of the country. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I went abroad, actually. 2015, I think. That's a while. Yeah. Where did yeah. you go? Austria. A school skiing trip. <laughs> oh. Or, See, as Laura calls, Laura calls it, just a bloody holiday, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, uh, the, the slight aviation linked to that because uh, the where we were was overlooking Innsbruck Airport which was quite nice so uh, okay. first thing in the morning with my head stuck out the balcony to see what's going on <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerds 
airliners as well. Come on. Yeah, sorry. Shameful. Absolutely shameful. Get what you can. <laughs> Any other air show news? The blades. Of course, yes. Yeah. Tell us, go, Dom. What's what's happened with the blades? So, last year it was announced that last year was their last season, and they won't be performing again. They're gone, finished, kaput. A very sudden announcement as well. Completely that, out. It was blue. out of the blue. Yeah. yeah. Completely unexpected. So, yeah, there wasn't any sort of backstory to the reasoning as to why so you know it's open to interpretation a bit but uh well they 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 did they talked about basically prices going up and demand and stuff like that i think it depends on where you look because looking on twitter it was just one paragraph but their face their pay their post on facebook is a good five or six paragraphs and there's something oh yeah oh is it I know they. I know they posted a, a full press release on their website. Yeah, so one paragraph that that stood out for me, and I'll read it. This comes amid the continued degradation of the airshow circuit, with more and more events being lost, meaning fewer opportunities to display and showcase our sponsors to the public. Which is, I don't know, because they were. I don't know how many shows they did last year, for example, but they do tend to. Go to the smaller shows, don't they? So, does that mm. mean you know, it, it's just unviable for well, it's, shows it, to happen? The, the sponsorship line there is, I think, is quite important because it is, yeah. you know, they are ultimately sponsor funded, certainly by their parent organisation as well as other sponsors. And if they're not, if the sponsors look at it and go, "Well, hang on a minute, who's going to be seeing our name on the side of the plane?" Yeah. Then, unfortunately, I mean it. It's it is it's a huge shame, you know. They were one of the country's premier civilian teams. You know, we've 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 poked fun at them on at times, um, tongue in cheek, most for the most part. Um, but they were extremely good display when uh, certainly at the smaller venues where where they were sort of best suited. Um, and to lose a team like that is 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 a it is a big loss for the for the circuit. The the world's only aerobatic uh, airline. airline. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them because obviously they've got the pilots and the, and the aircraft. Whether they will then, will they form a new team not under the two XL umbrella or not or or what? I mean, I I hope something comes out of the ashes of it. But it is a shame, yeah. big shame, and and completely out of the blue. It will leave a whole massive hole in the circuit. Mm. Who knows? Who knows what? Like I said, fingers crossed there will be something from the Ashes. Sure. The opportunity's there, because how many display teams? The Yak, is it the Yakovlevs? They're, they're finishing after this year as well. Are they? Yeah. They've announced it's just this. the death of the air show scene, isn't it? Well, the What's de- going to happen? The degradation know? of air shows is... is there's a post on a forum discussing it. You think about the shows that have lost just this year alone. I mean, Western uh, Sunderland is gone. Mm, yeah. Clacton, I think, as well. So a lot of the lot of the seaside shows. Who yeah. Are local and they're, they're, who are the bread and butter of those kind of yeah teams? Yeah, you know, I think with those ones, there's a bit of an element of 
pressure be you know if their local authority not necessarily funded uh, or run by whatever guidance they give but i think there is some pressure from the government just around the environment factor and net zero and that sort of stuff and not wanting to be associated with dirty stinky smelly yeah. fuel puzzling planes and things which is just uh, yeah i get where they're coming from but it, it's it's again it's the wrong angle to be looking at at things I mean, those are the sort of things where, where not. I mean, I, I get the point, and it's not wholly wrong either. Really, it's you know, it's an unpleasant thing to admit in your hobby, but it is not great yeah. on that front. <laughs> but those are the sort of things where you can showcase the emerging technologies, sustainability, yeah, yeah. and electric flights and hydrogen flying, which a lot of which is is going on in the UK. Um, and you can have some of these dem- technology demonstrators performing or you know flying at these shows and use them as a showcase for the sustainable stuff, as well as all the the, the, the regular um, combustion engine stuff. But yeah, I, I but maybe that's a bit too much forward planning and thinking out the box and all that sort of stuff than maybe some of the councils are, are prepared to do. Yeah, it, it's that balance between. I suppose necessarily being seen to do the right thing, um, but you know those sorts of responsibilities around climate change and mm. those things. But then weighing up against you know the boosting the local economy uh, and that sort mm. of stuff. You know, you think about well, some of huge, these shows, enormous. Well, um, yeah. I mean, like all the the traffic issues that the, was it Sunderland last year with the the traffic issues that they had. Seaside, was Seaside. That was it. Uh, and you know even shows down on the on the south coast as well um, mm. just the, the pictures of just the crowds on the beach and stuff you know people will, will go to it they will spend the money there yeah but well, of course so they, they, it was never because they weren't popular yeah, yeah. people people were particularly the free that, event of course they go along was it bournemouth that i think last year one of the years they had like 1.75 million people over yeah. their show days but with, with the syndicate and i bet a lot of it is down to funding and then just hiding behind climate change well of course and any other problems that they just can't be bothered to deal with that they think it's easier to you know sweep under the rug and all of that but it's a shame and it, it, it is is, is the blades is is a symptom of it and it's the the slow curtailing of the air show industry and dis venues disappearing and and all of that and it's it as we we see, once a show goes, it's nearly impossible to bring it back again because the expertise goes and and the knowledge goes, and it's very hard to get it back again. You know, I think the worrying thing you look at something like Yeovilton, which was until the pandemic as as good a military show on the on on the scene as as Riyadh, you know, relative terms as Riyadh was. You know, they the last few shows they put on were as good as you could get really they were attracting you completely unique stuff that's gone doesn't seem to be coming back and you've lost one of the best shows in the uk possibly maybe even best military shows in europe you know and where's that is there going to be the will to bring it back i don't know i don't think so what in terms as well flying flying legends yeah i mean that was just completely unique wasn't it so, for, you know if that brought. that that goes that's a that's a, a loss to the global air show scene to the global warbird scene isn't it that's mm. one of the, the premier events on the planet 
potentially gone and never to be seen again. We have no. I think. I mean, touch wood, it's not. But we just don't know. There's there's been no news on it at all. No one even knows Such what happened shame. last year with. No. Cyrus. Yeah. Well, that's the weird thing. There's been absolutely no. Yeah. Absolutely nothing come out about it. Um. I'm sure someone out there knows. I'm sure we, we maybe we can find out, but yeah, a, a huge loss. And I, I I never even went to one when it was at Duxford, so no, nope. big regrets. I did one in the naughty field again. <laughs> Ian, yeah, sorry. Have you actually been? You're to the reason show? the air show scene is dying. <laughs> Don't pay for these things. <laughs> um. I mean, speaking of warbirds, I could talk about devotion. Uh, unless there's there's anything more to add about. No, I think we just go down a more and more depressing hole. I think yeah, so, unfortunately. Well, slightly less depressing is the film Devotion, which came out, I think, has actually not had a huge success at the box office, unfortunately. I could be wrong. Um, I think it it, it did, hasn't done too well in cinemas, but it's on Amazon Prime now for free. Um, if you're if you're a Prime member, obviously, and it's about what what I hadn't realised actually before watching it. I thought it was just a, a, a flying film, but it's the story of the first black pilot in the U.S. Navy, and it's based on a true story like it is it, it's a biographical film and apparently i mean by all accounts from what i was reading is is not doesn't actually deviate too far from from the truth and it's the story of this guy uh and, and obviously the odds he has to face racism discrimination and um his partner and i can't remember their names which is quite poor and i probably should have looked it up before we did the podcast but um, his his partner, who is he, he becomes very good friends with, and they fly together, and it's it's set in the in the Korean War, and actually that alone I think is is quite interesting because there's very little out there on the Korean War. Certainly these days, it's it's one that really is a war that's sort of been forgotten. But it's the the flying and the acting, the dialogue, the writing is. Eh. I think the two main performances are very good, um, and it's got. I'll tell you who it is because the guy who who's his partner, you can hear me typing away now is uh, Glenn Powell, who was also in Top Gun 2. So he's been a, a naval aviator in two films in the last year. And Jonathan Majors plays um, Jesse Brown, who was the, the, the first black pilot in the US Navy. And it's it's fine. Like, it's... <laughs> the, the, it, as a film, you know, it's it's good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the two, the two main acts. I thought they were very good. The flying scenes are fantastic. It has... Just this beautiful footage of Bearcats and Corsairs and Sky Raiders and a MiG-15. All filmed, or mostly filmed, with real aircraft. So it feels very, very genuine. The flying looks very good. It's very believable. And they're painted in, you know, Korean War, a Korean era, Korean War era um, liveries. And they look and sound fantastic. And it's just it's a it's a treat. Like the, the the treatment of these aircraft is so good. You see them doing you know carrier ops. You see them 
doing you know attack, ground attack missions and attacking bridges and 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 flying around the dog fighting and, and it looks fantastic and the footage of these airplanes you know bearcats corsairs just wonderful airplanes is brilliant and it is worth watching if you're a, an aviation enthusiast type it's worth watching for the footage alone it's so good and they look so cool these planes you know what we're used to as being the vintage old warbirds seeing them portrayed as fighters and attackers and all that sort of stuff is really good and it's done really well um, and, I, and I, I do recommend it. And I, 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 I would go as far as to call it if Top Gun Two was made by and for adults. It's <laughs> <laughs> a new rating system. <laughs> I can't see that on like a a bus shelter poster or something. <laughs> Some people are going to hate you for that. Oh, of course they are. The the children that like Top Gun too. Um, I no, I mean I, it's it's it uh, it is otherwise. I mean the the right the dialogue and stuff is not anything special. It's it's maybe I think got a bit harsh harsher reception than it probably warrants. Um, but I think it's good fun. It's worth watching. Lovely footage, and it's it's interesting to see a film about the Korean War. Which is very rarely touched on, really, yeah, in yeah. general. I did catch a film, but I can't what it was called, uh, and it was on one like, like talking pictures TV channel or something like that. Um, oh, I'm gonna have to have a look for it. It was one of those ones where I was, I was flicking through, seeing what was on, and I saw it. It suddenly caught my eye, and it was something that was set in the Korean War, and I've got a feeling it was William Holden. So it was like a 1950s film. Uh, Bear with. Just talk amongst yourselves. Uh, well prepared. Yeah. <laughs> it's just come to me. I just suddenly thought of it. Whether it was like... No, I think it was the, the Bridges at Toko Re. I think that was it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I know which that I, I've, I've not seen I, it, but... I, I've seen... I think I, I have seen it years and years ago. Uh, I don't remember anything of it. But uh, if I remember correctly... Yeah, sure he... he had to bail out over enemy uh, land or something like that, but there were you know the, the, the flying sequences in that for, yeah. uh, when it was out in the fifties or whatever, and it was just the fact that it was these old navy jets and stuff that were there. Mm. Uh, I think, like spoiler alert, I think he dies in the end. Um, but no, that, that that caught my eye. But I, I was thinking along the same lines of you know like what sorts of. Um, I suppose like war zones, war eaves and stuff where we got films about. And something else that came to mind was, you know, I don't ever remember a film about Falkland, uh, Falkland conflict or anything. I know there have been like documentaries and things, but, you know, there's, there's scope there for like films and stuff. That, no, that there set, hasn't been, has there? And it's, it's one of those random thoughts that pops into your head. And I, I know there have been documentaries about... Um, like the, the army uh, and like the land warfare side of things, but in terms of anything aviation-wise, no, absolutely nothing. That certainly I certainly not call. dramatic or anything dramatized or anything like that. I mean, I'm happy to be corrected by our listener, but uh, <laughs> yeah, perhaps perhaps you should you get a screenplay going or something. I just I I suppose it's it's a difficult one to make a big dramatization out of maybe because yeah. I don't. It, 
listen, not that I know much about the Falklands, but maybe it wasn't. It was a lot of short things happening infrequently, maybe. I don't know. I well, bet the they could make a film of for uh, Black Box missions. It was long enough. True. That would you be do cool. It so you'd have like um, like a Sea Harrier pilot falls in love with a local Argentinian warlord's daughter or something like that. <laughs> that's usually how they go these days, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's how Doxford got their Pokhara. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, um, we saw the Argentine Huey at North Weald when we went the other day. The actual G Huey um, does look very cool. Do love a Huey. Yeah, cool. Well, that's been another episode of the UK Asia Review podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at UK Asia Review. We have a website, airshows.co.uk, where you find all our historical reviews of airshows and other aviation features. And we have a forums, quite active these days still, um, with all the discussion of air shows, aviation, everything else in between, which is forums.airshows.co.uk. Thank you for listening and see you in another episode, possibly in another few months, possibly in a week. Who knows? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>